the beat, beat. All since notes are fully punctuated. Running the light dot exe. System optimization is less than normal. Server damage detected. Please stop whatever you are doing and make your way to the nearest exit. Technical support is complete. Please vacate the area. I repeat. Please leave. Are you even listening to me? I will shoot you. Error. Server block 3 is experiencing critical ignition. Yes, right. System failure imminent. I hope you are proud of yourself. Initiating the Low Life Podcast. Fucking roll for initiative, I guess, huh? <laughs> One way to look uh, at it. All right, th- this is the Low Life Podcast. I'm Corn Ops McGillicuddy here with Scum. Hello. And Shadow Link. Glory to the machine. And we have a special guest, a roommate of mine from college, who yep. happens to know fuck tons of shit about RPGs, has written for Shadowrun, does voiceovers, is a mystic. I don't know. What else, man? What am I forgetting? Um, uh, the, all of those are more complicated than they sound, and I'll take that weight. That's all right, there we go. You think anybody <laughs> makes a living on any of those without being at least part con man or super lucky or having a patron? You are sorely mistaken. I have none of those things. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, it, what, what kinds well, of cons are you running in, in the background <laughs> is what I'm wondering now. I'm, I am... Trying to convince myself that I'm going to be okay. How about that one? <laughs> That's the con that we all run on, on ourselves yes. every day. <laughs> exactly. I'm raising a glass right now. <laughs> every day, buddy. That's right the, on. No, there's there's um <laughs> all all of these businesses aforementioned are filled with con artists at one point or another, and it it hurts the rest of us who are trying to actually like produce some meaningful goods and services because mm-hmm. you got to be careful out there. I mean, voiceover, yeah. Yeah. you know, I teach voiceover as yeah. well as, as well as actually doing it. You know, it's obviously I'd rather be doing another Corona ad ironic timing. Right. Um, <laughs> then, I would, <laughs> then I would teaching, but uh, you know, the, the, the teaching is more regular and it pays the rent and yeah, but there's plenty of teachers out there who are just going to give you this runaround trying to get you to subscribe to like higher inner circle programs with exclusive right, right, right. interviews with celebrities. And yeah. you're not actually learning anything. That, you yep. know, there's a, uh, there's another podcast I've discovered recently called, uh, am I in a cult or was I in a cult or something like that? And mm. they eventually they get into episodes about like these West coast acting schools that are super ultra cultish. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's so, that. So you're saying that that uh, that Bojack Horseman uh, like plotline where uh, what's his name Jesse from uh, Breaking mm-hmm. Bad uh, ends up joining an improv club. You're saying that's a yeah. real thing? Yeah, no, that's Good not. God. That's that's not the joke. <laughs> I've known I've known enough improv groups to know that uh, they're not all cults. No, but a lot but of some them, of them are great. Some of them aren't even cults. <laughs> they just look like it. Or feel like, or effectively are one without being one. It's like, it's like accidentally a cult. It's the zeal of a cult Mm. with none of the belief structure or tax breaks or 
organized suicide. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so so all, we're, all all we're not was, due for a visible comet anyway. So like, yeah, well, col- yeah, our really, college education kind of. The, the, su- the suicides yeah. are much more, dare I say it, improvisational. They're off the cuff. There's wow. no schedule. <laughs> Nobody's wow. put it together. Oh, man. <laughs> this, oh, is, uh, this is what happens when we record in the evening. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So today, uh, we, we got a nice January, big, no less. Right. No, we got a we got a nice big juicy one today. Um, no one listening to this podcast will not know anything about what we're talking about. <laughs> wait, what did that? that uh, uh, was that a wait? Okay, oh, so no, let me try negative. That was Let's beyond another. That was beyond a double tip. negative. So I'm lost. Did I just inception that shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listening is going to know what we're talking about today. There you yes. go. We're just, what we're going to do is we're just going to fart around about it and, and talk about some real, uh, just the philosophies, the uh, the concepts, how to make a good one, and uh, that is uh, RPGs. Yeah, we're going to talk about RPGs. Um, <laughs> you played what one. What is an RPG? Uh, well, <laughs> yes. Do, do you, who do you want to answer that? Because I bet we Take all it, could. Kev. Okay, uh, a role-playing game. Uh, specifically in this case, a tabletop role-playing game, is a probably community storytelling event. It's you're playing make-believe with other people. Some people play solo games of this, but that's like kind of a specialized thing. We'll put that to the side. And it, Me too. I call it my ADHD. Sure. You know, <laughs> or, or you, you can roll dice against <laughs> probability tables come up with solutions and challenge yourself. It's kind of like playing chess with yourself. It's not that you don't know what the other guy's going to do. It's how would I respond to this move I just made? And maybe you time yourself to like, give it a challenge, you know? Um, A little bit like, do you ever play Tharsis? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, that that really struck me as that definition. Tharsis is basically a board game, video game. Like there's dice and, and there's effectively a board. There's a ship going to Mars to investigate some stuff. Shit goes wrong and you've got to get the ship to Mars. But every time you roll the dice, things get worse. Um, (laughs) It's uh, Steve, you'd love it. It's fucked up and dark. Um, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. scum. You'd love it. It's fucked up and dark. like I'll, Wait, just I'll, leave that one in. I'll, I'll put it this way: a All lot right. of a lot of people, a lot of games, you will end up resorting to cannibalism. And the look on oh, the face of the crew, the look on the face of the crew who have committed cannibalism is like this weird sort of staring out of their space helmet and wonder thing. But yeah, Tharsis. <laughs> That's pretty great. I've got I've gotten the best possible ending on Tharsis, and really, yes, I have. And it's I made it like. 20 moves and that was like no i i i (laughs) I was like okay i lost this time and i finally figured out a system and it it, oh it's punished it all comes down to can you keep the food coming if you can keep the food coming you can do anything so (laughs) you just keep that hydroponics moving and everything's fine but if you can get the whole crew there or at least all the all the people you start with to mars alive and not insane then because sanity is a factor um, you find out that this whole thing is just hell. Really, it's not. It's not mm-hmm. a metaphorical. It, it's a metaphorical hell. It's not literal hell with like pitchforks oh. and you're being punished. So it's not doomed. Right, right. Do you want? Right. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Sure. Yeah. Fuck it. It's yeah. what a three, four year old game. The, the distress signal that got them to come out there is them. They're in a quantum. Ah, they're course. in a quantum. <laughs> they're in a quantum loop. And you know, they're going, oh, that doesn't oh, even surprise me. They're oh, going, they're going oh. to do this forever. 
oh, and wow. I'm like, and I remember, mm. I remember winning at big air quotes and going, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not that it's not that I'm sitting here going, that's so uncreative because it's hard to find anything that's quote unquote creative. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that arrogant and I'm not going to be that condescending, right but I am going to say, well, that's sad. Yeah, I'm, it's like yeah. Silent Hill level yeah. of like punishment in yeah. a way where it's like it's one thing. I you, mean, like it's one thing when you go into thing. it and I'm, you think I'm, like I'm not you know, the game is punished. Yeah, like, yeah, you have to be awake when you play it. Yeah, you can't be like yeah. I, I'm always trying to play it at like one in the morning when I got a few beers in me. Not a great fucking move. It's like Darkest Dungeon, but more punishing. Well, Darkest Wait, Dungeon more has pun- a theoretical happy ending. Tharsis' yeah, happy ending yeah. is knowing you're fucked. Yeah, right. And yeah. you know what the the funniest thing about it too is that there it's it's very all right. I, I lost. Okay, let me just fucking I'll do it this time, right? Okay, I got it this time, yep. and then you do it and get fucking murdered, and then you're like, goddamn. Now imagine you do it enough times that you finally get that happy ending, and then it's just you know, it's an existential, just like there is nothing. You are alone in the universe. Yeah, that sucks you know, like, because like it's <laughs> it's one thing when you're like say a horror game like a broke Silent Hill before. It's kind of like all right, you kind of going into this knowing this is probably going to be fucked up. Yeah, it's one yeah. thing when you're like it, the game is just f- flagellating you, and you just by the ending it's like, haha, it's been it's punishment all along. It's like that's not fun. Yeah, that's and that's well, yeah. you know that's well, that's where some H- people like like that. Hades succeed. Sure, some you know because like Hades is punishing. Hades is like, mm-hmm. and then you finally get the thing you think you want, and you realize, oh god, this just started. Bringing it back to role playing games, it's like so is Caves of Kud, which is basically like a roguelike role-playing game it's built yeah. built in like an old school fashion it's, i keep playing it and every character dot of mine dies very quickly well i think i think mm. caves of could is designed sort of like it, it it's a bit like that cyberpunk dreams which i'm mm-hmm. playing as we're talking um and uh <laughs> no for real i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out to i'm gonna reach out to the studio and be like yo is your vampire stuff not finished because i write a lot of that shit I'll hook him up with you on uh, Facebook. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Discord. I need them download codes. Blood ain't free. <laughs> just, uh, so, uh, anyway, um, Caves of Could, uh, Cyberpunk Dreams, these are games which are designed for like a long haul mm-hmm. and yeah. they're not designed. Have any, has anybody here played Kenshi? Yes, I love Kenshi. No, I'm I'm a huge fucking fan of Kenshi. Love that I game. have I have literally thousands of hours logged on that. Game. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and like I actually actually reached out to the studio, like, yo, I could develop a tabletop RPG based on this. I mean, I'm, I'm oh, waiting please. to get back from them, but that would just be mm-hmm. so. Because cool. um, that's a, that's a game that like the world doesn't care about you, basically. Well, like, that's it's... that's that's actually part of their catchphrase. Like their description is this setting doesn't give a shit about you. You're not yeah, the chosen you're just one. Living in it. <laughs> you're not the chosen one. You're not special. You don't have dragon shouts. A dragon didn't eat half of your soul and you have to go and get it back. You're not a, a clone made from the final boss. The geeks in the crowd who are listening are like, oh, he's talking about this game and this game, and this game. No, it's. Yeah, I, I was doing that. I was yeah. literally. Yeah. Going, hey, like, that's a Final Fantasy. That's Dragon Dragon's Dog. That's Skyrim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, can she? Well, wait, was it one of them? Wasn't Dragon's Dogma? No, oh, yeah, yeah Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's... Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, oh, I was gonna say, there's a lot of motherfucking games for Dogma. Yeah. Hard out. Yeah, it's it's always you know you're special for this reason and that's why you can respawn. No, Kenshi's like, uh, the default start is you have 
level one everything and you have you you don't i think you have a little bit of food a rag skirt and a lead pipe yeah that's literally it and if somebody if somebody's like well how am i supposed to fight the bad guy well it's a sandbox dipshit and you're just and you're nobody okay nobody said that the quest is to overthrow the holy empire Mm -hmm. in fact there is no quest there is no plot if there's a plot, it's whatever you want it to be. What I do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to be I a tech hunter? Raid some fucking tech, raid some fucking ruins and sell shit. You want to be a fisherman? Buy a fishing pole. You want to be a miner? Go mine some shit. Sell it. Yeah. Do you want to be a liberator of slaves? Then train up your stealth, learn your lockpick, and be ready to run fast, carry heavy loads, and kick serious ass. Because that's how I play. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember somebody going so what's the point of this game i'm like it's whatever you want it to be they're like well that doesn't seem like it's got any direction what do you do me i'm crushing slave camps while helping out the anti-slavers take down the empire oh it's fucking on now they're like <laughs> you seem really invested for a game that's not that doesn't have any hand holding and i'm like because i don't need my hand held they gave me a beautiful yeah, sandbox yeah. and a bunch of action figures and said what's your story yeah. <laughs> and I you know, I think there's something to that. I think that, you know, it's a spectrum. It's a it's a slider. It's like the Kinsey slider, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like all the way on the one side you have a completely like you're just they push you off into a sandbox. And then on the other side, it's this like extremely linear, narrow leveling up experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, like like one of those later Final Fantasies turn basically into a core. And it's like, you know, there's a place for all of it. Sometimes I'm in the mood for Kingdoms of Autolore. Yeah. And sometimes I really don't want to have to think about what I have to do next. Sometimes yeah. I want to be like, oh, if I slap these things a bunch, then this thing happens and I get a cool cutscene. Well, definitely. I'd say, like, yeah. Yakuza like a dragon rocks like that. Well, it's not that narrow, but it's still got that you know what? guidance. I, I was having this conversation with a couple of the players in one of the games that I'm part of. And uh, I'm going to circle back around to that because that's important. And it won't take long, but I, I should probably finish what an RPG is. Right. Um, so an RPG uh, is a group storytelling endeavor that has rules to help define what you are capable of and set risks, expectations, and statistical probabilities. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's say you want to hit something with a stick. Uh, some characters are better at hitting things with sticks than others. And so you roll dice to determine did it happen or not. And your character's statistics as per the rules will determine whether or not you succeed. If I'm a wizard, I'm probably not as good at hitting things with sticks as I am throwing fireballs and looking at auras and shit. Mm -hmm. If I'm a fighter, I spent years of my life specifically hitting things with sticks. I know a thing or two about stick craft. So (laughs) I, I don't, it's not as hard for me to roll those numbers. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I'm not going to be looking at auras and conjuring fireballs. Right. Um, a lot of RPGs kind of have their own, like a lot of them have different rule systems. There's plenty of rule systems out there. Something will fit you and plenty won't. Um, there, oftentimes those rules, those RPGs are tied to a specific setting, but that's not necessarily necessary for, yeah. uh, for any given game. I know people... A good example would be this role-playing game called Rifts. Mm. Uh, okay. Rifts yeah. is fucking gonzo. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm friends with some of the writers. I don't think they'd be insulted by me saying that because it is. It's it's insane. The <laughs> yeah, rule, it's the rule system everything. has not been truly updated, like a real new edition since it was made. Yeah. When when did it come out? I d- I'd have to look it up, but it's basically a hack of like like eighties. Yeah. Right. Like eighties, nineties. It's been around more okay. than a hot minute. And uh, and Rifts, Rifts is um, it it's part of a series of role playing games made by Palladium Books. Like there's Palladium Fantasy and Nightbane and Beyond the Supernatural and all that. They all use the same rule set, um, more or less. And the idea uh, of the rules is they basically hacked Second Edition D anD D, and and made it more complicated. It's it's super duper janky, and if you know how to hack it, it's a total power trip, which is kind of the fun of it. If somebody's like, "You're abusing the rules," it's like it's rifts, right? Like, (laughs) what are you doing here? Um, This is a game with mega damage weapons, where if if you get hit by one (laughs) mega damage, you vaporize. Damn! If you're not wearing mega damage armor. You're basically not playing unless you're doing some kind of espionage game. And this game isn't really built very well for that kind of thing. Yeah. I've, they keep talking about it, but I've never seen a single published adventure that actually pursued it to demonstrate how mm. that's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, so Rifts has this very complicated ass rule set, which is based around this setting of post-apocalyptic, trans-dimensional, hyper-technology versus mysticism and psychics and alien demons and all that shit. Yeah, everything. Which is, everything in the blender. Yeah, so which is, Ninja Turtles make an appearance at one point. Well, here's the thing. As I understand it, Kevin Simbita, the guy who made Rifts, is responsible for bringing Robotech and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into the public limelight. So and That would make sense. And he yeah. had RPGs so, yeah. for both of them, and those licenses ran out. Uh, so. He's who I have to thank for my fucking giant robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. I mean, I think I think you would have run across a, a copy of like Pat Labor or uh uh Oh man, no. I I saw Robotech when it aired on like WUAV in Cleveland. Like we were able to get that channel and it was like after school, four o'clock to five o'clock, two episodes of Robotech. See, oh, nice. I, see no, dude, I'm that weird kid who somehow managed to find Battletech first. Nice. And I was like, Robotech? What the fuck's a Robotech? Those that's a Phoenix right. Hawk LAM. <laughs> what the what are you talking about? What the one hundred percent right. They had a lot of fucking overlap. There was a lot of overlap. It's well there was a lot um, of cross licensing back then. Um yeah. oh, yeah. we're we're living well, in like the Transformers. Yeah. The Transformers were what, like ten different companies and shit. You know, like they had one that only made wheeled vehicles, one that only made jets, one that only made weapons, and then they were just like, "We'll take that one, that one, that one. Fuck the rest of them." Mm-hmm. All right, that mm-hmm. one's called Megatron. <laughs> so he's, he's a Tron, only more sp- more cocaine. Yeah, that's just <laughs> more cocaine. <laughs> it was right after Tron came out. Like, well, we can't do that now. Fuck. I'm talking about cocaine. Talking about cocaine. So how does one get started in the role-playing writing game? Well, first off, you don't do cocaine. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not advocate cocaine. Actually, actually <laughs> I, 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 I anything, recall, we've spoken about it enough. I, I mean, seem to yeah, recall but... a developer not terribly long ago said, yo, do you have any hookups? And I'm like, not anymore. I, 
It's been a minute since art school. I don't know. I don't know anybody still in state who knows that stuff. But uh, yeah, luck. I worked in art school and food service. You know, yeah. like I yeah. was just like, <laughs> like that dude knew where to get cocaine. I could have pointed you to him, but we were like swatting them away with a fucking racket. We were just like, hey, get away, get the- yeah, me that shit. Um, how does how does one get into writing for RPGs? Uh, you know, this is a question you get asked at panels at conventions. And yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody but nobody ever has the same story of how to get into it. And everybody who tells you it says, don't do it the way I did it. And, <laughs> and and the line dev and the line dev who's sitting there will be like, yes, don't even try it. I will I will drop kick you. <laughs> but at the same time, but at the same time, if we all have that story, how come we keep getting in? Mm-hmm. Um, in yeah. my case, in my case, I tried to get into writing RPGs by contacting the line dev for Shadowrun. Uh, that was Rob Boyle during fourth edition. I had this idea for an infected source book. The infected in Shadowrun are vampires, ghouls, Wendigo. It's, it's a vampiric virus that turns people into creatures that must perform cannibalism and probably don't like sunlight. Uh, of various stripes and shades and colors and ability. So uh, I had this idea for a book and I sent him a proposal and he was like, well, we've already got a section like that coming in one of our books. And I was like, oh, well, I'd love to help with that section. He goes, well, I've already got somebody writing it. And I said, oh, uh, how do you get to do that? He's like, well, I have a stable of writers. I said, okay, how do I join that stable of writers? He says, impress me with your writing skills. Wink. So you pull out a pen and duel him uh like well yeah, right? i was i was working and this is the most ironic thing of all i was working at a fucking tanning salon at the time uh <laughs> that's all right, all right. i love it it's that's yeah its own comic it's book. yeah, yeah. Um, so i yeah. so in between like wiping down boys town tanning beds and giving massages and saying this isn't kind of that kind of place sir um <laughs> <laughs> i look that it's it didn't always happen but it happened enough uh, um, yeah, happiest, I sure. The happiest ending I can think of is Rosemary's Baby. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, look, I'm by, but you're not the one I'm doing this with, and I'm on the clock. <laughs> you're a good looking man, sir. You need to leave. <laughs> I paid you two hundred dollars, and I'm like, I'd take the two hundred dollars and tell you to leave. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tip. I just gave you fucking body therapy, you asshole. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, um. In between wiping down these beds and giving massages, I'd be writing this vampire book that was basically the background for my character that I'd been playing for 10 years, uh, updating him from one edition to the next because there's a big time skip. And I wanted to keep playing him. And for me, playing a character who's got way too many abilities is boring. Like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's it's like reading a, a Clive Custer novel. You know, it's like, okay, so what exactly can't this guy do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck's yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny. Well, it's like the only time the sonic screwdriver is good is when it's missing. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it, it's kind of funny because a dude, like in the intro, he's all powered up. And then what happens after the prologue depowers him to basically mm. starting character yeah. levels with some yeah. measure of reason. 
And, you know, I don't, I don't like the Metroid effect where you come in with stuff and, oh, all of your stuff is taken. A la carte, if you want to keep going. I'm oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Um, Every fucking Medal of Honor game where they're like, oh, you have a silenced pistol and an ID. Like, you have to flash your papers at the guard. You know, yeah. you know that kind of you know, shit. It's like, yo, I just had a fucking grenade launch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they want to like, depower you, they should send you to the Russian front. And it's like, one guy's got a clip and the other's got a rifle. And your guy too. <laughs> There's your intro. That's why you don't have any gear. You're Russian. Yeah. Um, but if the um, but in this case, dude, like basically was out of commission for ten years, and in a cyberpunk setting that experiences an entire like matrix crash, yeah, your accounts got wiped, and people thought you were dead, and they took your shit, and you've been like basically in suspended animation, rotting away under the river with your magic yeah. bleeding off. Yeah. Hard reset, boo. Yeah, um, that's a good way to do it. It's thank you. smart. I right. You know, I remember we were like, oh, God, a lifetime ago we were talking about it. And like you did this for other games, too, of characters that, you know, you love and have used. It's like it's a smart way to reset something. Well, well it explains why the player is so genre savvy, but why mm. the character doesn't mm. have the skill that explains it. Yeah. You know, it's it really sucks when you got a player who's like expert level, but their character is supposed to be, I am but a young squire, and yet I understand right. complex tactics. Well, no, dude, you, <laughs> yeah. clearly you've been around. You're just playing with a weaker piece for the moment. You'll get there. Yeah. So yeah, that was what, just a couple shots of whiskey and some hyperventilation. And you'll be fine. So um, so that's that's what so I end up writing a novel. Uh it was about sixty thousand words. I sent it to him and he said too long didn't read. <laughs> oh, God. So I, I worked on that thing for a couple of years just out of fun. I had friends edit it, you know, just it sat on a shelf on my mom's bookshelf for like a decade. Mm-hmm. So uh, later on, I was I was in a pretty nasty relationship and I went to the Shadowrun boards to try to blow off some steam. And the guy who wrote for the vampire stuff in Shadowrun. I should quickly explain Shadowrun is cyberpunk mixed with Tolkien. It's yep. it's mega corporations and dragons and elves and cyberware and the matrix and goblins and wizards. And it just, yeah. It's um, just, just spring. in case you didn't know. Just in, uh, yeah. what. <laughs> oh, in case you're I, listening uh, to this and you've never heard of Shadowrun. Some before, people right? somehow don't. It's like the third most, it's the third biggest RPG in the world or something like that. Like consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I and, I do have a piece of trivia. I mean, I, I just learned what JRR stands for in the Tolkien. Yeah, Jer. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jolkeen, it's Jolkeen, Rolkeen, Rolkeen, Tolkien. <laughs> wow, I hate that. Jerome Robert Redford that Tolkien. On, uh, I think that was a tweet I saw like an hour or two ago, and it's just never left my That made head. my skin crawl. Thanks. <laughs> Joking, rolling, rolling till stop saying. Yeah, it. Oh God, I fucking love it. <laughs> you know, this must be that you must have a good microphone because I can hear your eye twitching. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, mm, that's not just the stroke either. That's. Mm. <laughs> oh God, here it comes again. Oh God, <laughs> you did it, Sam. I can feel it here like the Jurassic Park cup of water. You know, I'm like oh. achievement unlocked. Two stroke. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, oh no. If, no, if we no. can't if we can't laugh at this if we can't laugh at this shit we're never gonna survive. 
I uh, write. Fair, fair. I'm known in. I am known in the RPG community for writing vampire shit, and I have porphyria. You gotta steer into the storm and roll the hard eight. Okay. Oh, fair that's enough. A, fair that's enough. a recurring theme on this <laughs> podcast. Apparently yeah. so. Yeah. Trying to laugh at death. Yes. Uh, you know well, the, mm-hmm. the best quote I've ever heard about it was from Vampire the Masquerade. It was about the. Shit. It was a. It was a thin blood cleaver. That's a person who tries desperately to pretend they're still human and cling to their human life. And mm-hmm. it's like a dude who gets taken against his will uh, by the Sabbat and they threaten to kill his family and they turn him into a vampire because his real estate business will help them make, will get a bunch of havens for a war. And he just lucks out and manages to kill them. And uh, he's like ghouled his wife to calm her down, but that's mm. fucked up. And, you know, he's got kids and, you know, he's trying to keep his shit together and hope that her friends don't show up one day. And, you know, but he's a salesman. He knows how to smile. And the last line is, so in the meantime, you just smile and laugh. Because if you stopped laughing, you'd start screaming. And once you started, you don't know if you could stop. And I'm like, oh. I feel that. Life. Oh, man. I feel Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. If you're not not there, I'm not sure you're here. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm right here. uh, We got to normalize going outside and just screaming without people panicking about it. Yeah, just look at the the sky and just... Yell, it's fine. Just yeah, like, just scream. Ah! I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. I live. Exactly. I live in <laughs> Chicago, guys. Okay, you get one of you get one of three responses if you scream, and it ain't silence. You either get. <laughs> I have I have had myself a scream, and another person screamed too. They were just like, yeah. "Thanks for uncorking it. I think we can all do it." You broke the ice. You raised your hand in class. Now we can all ask questions. The second response <laughs> is. And I love this. It's not shut up. It's I know we're all. Thanks, buddy. They're like, no problem. Now let me go back to bed. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fair, Gary. Uh, it's so cleansing. <laughs> Gary. Oh God. That's Vampire's fair. Jerry, Rary, Rary, or whatever your name is. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. The third, God. The third, and the third response is just a car honking and somebody laughing because <laughs> well, there's yeah. that, because there's that fourth response, which is the delayed shooting, you know, yeah. like it, it takes a minute because yeah. you know, they're going to triangulate. Like, <laughs> Did somebody shoot wrong. somebody else or do they shoot themselves? I don't know. But yeah, Chicago but, could be both shots fired. It depends on the length of the fucking screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you're on this forum. So I'm on the forum. Yeah. So so I'm uh, so I had submitted this thing. The book is sitting on a shelf, and in the meantime, I had sat and uh, I had written stuff for myself. And I think that's one of the most important things you can do: write for yourself. This goes for any yeah. kind of writing. This goes for any kind of creative art. You know, I uh, I have this one student who was like, "Well, who am I writing for? You're writing for you. Well, who am I writing for? You're writing for you." Okay, but who am I writing for? Yeah. You're writing it for the eventual client who likes it. How about that? It's right. a down payment. But you gotta like yeah. it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's gotta be something, yeah. some cool shit. Mm-hmm. It starts when you're a little kid, you watch yeah. a movie and it didn't turn out the way you liked it, and you're like, what if this happened? Yeah, yeah. the second you do that, you're set down a fucking twisted path. Like, Not like, everything's <laughs> gotta sell. It might, but like right. take some joy from what you do, I think. Yeah. 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 And so you've got to sit down. You got to write these things for yourself. I I was having a point where I was afraid I was going to have to move back to the suburbs. Like I just couldn't cut it in the city. And mm-hmm. uh, I wrote the Kindred's Guide to Suburban Living. 
and it was it was it was all about it was all about a vampire who gets exiled to the suburbs which is a shit thing to happen to a vampire in masquerade because there's fewer people and there might be werewolves so you might be in a school zone yeah like there's a lot of shit that can go wrong and everybody goes to bed after dark i mean you're gonna you're gonna be lonely and it's gonna be hard to feed so in an HOA. Yeah, like you're you're really kind of fucked. I swear, Vampire <laughs> the Masquerade is going to be something we're going to have to like really go in depth someday on this podcast. I think because it's a very punk setting. I think, oh yeah, very yeah. very tangential. I could I come back and I could bring writers from that because I've written for them at this point. Oh please, yeah. Um, yeah. even yeah. if I hadn't, they're just a lot of them are just salt of the earth, the funniest, coolest, most socially proactive, and yet punk as fuck people you could hope to yeah. meet. Hell yeah. Um, well, I mean, those things aren't mutually exclusive. I didn't say, like, I didn't the say they are. Punk motherfuckers. No, no, for I'm sure. I'm saying they, I just they, wanna, they, like, they walk the Definitely line. dial in. Yeah. Like, the coolest fuckers I know are punks. I will, I will yeah. say I've, I've met some real, like, performative, socially progressive people. And, like, this is just me. But, like, at some point, somebody's like, well, we need all the voices we can get. I'm like, I don't think we need people who say they'll be there who don't show up for the fight. Yeah, that's that they're I'm banking on their support and then they're nowhere to be found. And the moment you call them out on it, they'll throw you under a train. So that's that's dangerous. That's a dangerous friend to have. But um, they'll they'll sweep the legs out from under you. But that's that's a whole other separate gripe. And I'm not naming names because I don't need another 15 page public defamation. Um, So anyway. RPGs. RPGs. <laughs> it's a fucking sour, sour uh, territory. There's a lot of people and a lot of opinion. Oh sure. Um, hmm. sure. So anyway, you get, you get, uh, you, you write stuff for yourself. You write rules. You come yeah. up with ideas. You you form unknowingly a portfolio. And yeah. Yeah. finally, I'm on the I'm on the boards one day, escaping a toxic argument, and. Uh, that everybody's picking on the guy who writes about vampires, Patrick Goodman. They're like, you know, giving him shit about what he wrote. And I had read it and I'm like, this guy gets it. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, and I come to his defense on the board. I'm like, guys, I think he wrote what he wrote. It works in the game. It's consistent with the mythology that was laid down before it. And it brought us more options. What's your fuck. What are you so salty about? And I PM him just going, Hey dude, I just want you to know I'm a fan. Good job. Don't let him get you down. And here's I'm I'm just thinking I'm I'm doing a good deed here, you know. I'm not there's no there's no sure. there's no agenda here. Um, which I think helps. Don't ever have a fucking agenda. People know when they're being used. There's a reason yeah, LA right. is what oh, it is. Yeah. Um yeah, right. so he's like, Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You know, if you don't mind my asking, like, was there anything you didn't like or you know, what did you like? And I go, Yeah, sure, it's a writer looking for feedback. So I tell him, Well, I mean, I've got porphyria, so like this shit matters to me. And you actually made it where vampires don't like blacklight. And that was pretty fucking accurate. He goes, what's Porphyria? And I explained, oh, I need transformations and I can't go in the sun. He goes, oh, (laughs) so how much did I get right? And I'm just like, oh, he gets it. So I explain it to him. I'm like, you know, the doctors are saying I won't see 50. And he's like, shit, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, you know, it's it's. I tried. I actually submitted for this stuff before. He goes, you did? I go, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bucket list item, right? write something in Shadowrun, you know, leave something behind, um, you know, other than an unmarked grave, you know, it'd be nice if somebody read something and went, who did that? Oh, that was his name. (laughs) Um, not that, you know, I mean, all of civilization apparently is going to be washed away in by 2050. So I guess it didn't matter, but 
Stay Whatever. Chicago. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah. No, I won't. The sun's coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, so you, you think you'll be all right? Well, none of us are making out of this shit alive. Uh, so, so uh so he's like well you know would you mind sending me some of your stuff i go sure so i sent him some of my stuff he goes this is really good i go oh thanks he goes do you want me to introduce you to jason he's the new line dev i go sure why Ooh. not oh shit yeah so i talked to jason uh jason hardy the line developer great guy um mm-hmm. who as it turned out lived like eight blocks away from me or something so like me and i did this game nice. that was that was pretty cool uh, great guy, great family. Um, he, he, here's my stuff. And he, he has a conversation with me. He's like, what would you do in the setting? And I'm going, well, I don't really want to make new shit. I want to see what you can do with the shit you have. Cause it strikes me that everybody's always trying to pile more on the wagon, but they're not sorting through what it's capable of. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I'm tired of trying to pick up on the new shit. I want to think about what the shit you've got can do. So he's like, for example, what I said, can, can vampires be invested with insect spirits? And for that matter, if insect spirits need a physical host, why are they only using humans? Wouldn't they use like big ass juggernauts, like land shark type things? Wouldn't they have little spider insect monkeys? Insect spirits, hold up, pop, pump the brakes. Yeah, we just had a big old cicada thing here about a year ago. So I'm thinking it's going to be real scary out there. <laughs> <laughs> insect spirits in this setting are—they uh, are from a deep meta plane. It means it's much, much further away and much more alien. So if you think about like 10 feet sense. underground for 17 years, uh, more like uh, 12 steps left through interdimensional travel. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. If, if the gotcha. astral plane is like just to your left, uh-huh. this is like a county over. Actually, oh, it's right. more like cool. it's more like Mars or something because it's so it's so far away. Well, think of it this way: if if you if you astral project into the astral plane, you can be there mm-hmm. for a while. Um, yeah. If you if you try to stay too long, your body starts to like, and once your body's gone, your soul has nothing to go back to, and it starts to vanish. Basically, it doesn't have something to. It's not a survivable environment for too long. Yeah, gotcha. A deep gotcha. meta plane. It's like venus or something these are high pressure creatures that breathe methane or something so in order to survive here they need a host so they nest in a human body eat its soul and take over the body and depending on and depending on spooky yeah depending on a number Mm -hmm. of factors they might look just like the person that they were cyberware and all and have access to all their memories and skills. Or they might be this half-human, half-insect abomination. Or they might just be a big fucking insect that hatched out of the body. Um, we, need to re- so, we need to reboot Fallen with John Goodman and Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel with the role-playing games, it's when you're trying to like when you're trying to really write for these, is it more important is would you think it would be more important to to use the settings that as like when you're brought on to something? Is it, do you feel it's more important to use what's already been established or or really branch out to something more new or a little bit of both? Uh, it's definitely both, but I skew toward using what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, this, this is an opinion that's less personal and more based on experience. Um, 
Well, case in point, I, I brought these things up to Jason and Jason's like, that's fucking scary. You're a terrifying person. I go, I've been told. He goes, well, I need that. So welcome aboard. And, nice. and, I, wow. I, and I looked, I, I, I co-wrote with Patrick until he moved on to writing Star Trek Adventures, which he's great at. Um, <laughs> now, now I am the king of vampires, apparently. Um, <laughs> you know, for a while, he was the vampire king and they said, well, Kevin's the vampire prince. I said, I'll live with that title. And and when he moved on, he said, the crown is yours. I was like, oh, so, <laughs> so basically if there's an infected section like the other writers, generally speaking, will come to me and be like, hey, is this possible? I'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. Or, hey, does this make sense? I'll be like, uh, tweak this and it'll be fine. Be like, great. That works. Cool. Um, so I guess I'm the czar of that. Uh, so like. Uh, you know, I, I, I get I, it. I, I get it. <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so this, that's, that's what your alias should be. It's just czar Kevin or something it's, like that. I, I, my stage yeah. name was Kevin czar for a minute. And then I was like, fuck it. I know who I am. Uh, so if, um, you're leaving the neck out. I mean, are you kidding me? Like well, it's all right. Well, there, here's the man. thing. Do you know what my name means? If you translate it, the king of neck. Pale, something. pale, handsome nobleman from the darkness or of the black. Oh, Accurate. Yeah. Huh. That, that, yeah, wow. That's who. I, uh, who penned your name? I, like who? My mom. I don't know. <laughs> like I get. I guess she had some fucking Achilles moment. You will do this thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, no pressure. She raised, she raised me watching fucking Ghostbusters, Doctor Who, and Dark Shadows. I don't know what anybody expected. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, and Max Headroom. So yeah. you know, that's oh, yeah. destiny was with me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so and and that book that was sitting on the shelves. The only reason that novel got published, and this is where the line devs are like, people don't fucking do this. Um we're just bitching and moaning on the Google group one day. And I was, you know, so it's like, I'll never get to write this. I'll never get to write that. I'm like, you're telling me I've got a novel on the shelf. that will never be published. And John Helfers, who's in charge of the the novels. He goes, did you say you have a novel? I'm like, yeah. He goes, cause I could use one of those. And three <laughs> months later, Crimson hits the shelves. Yep. I remember so, when it first, I remember when that came yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and we're nice. making the audio book now, which should have taken no a shit. few months. Wow. It, well, here's, here's the thing. I'm just going to throw this out there. And it's funny because John contacted me today. He's like, dude, do you have a status update? And I don't blame him because it's been years making this thing mm -hmm. years. It should have been months, but here's yeah. the thing. I don't want to half-ass it. And part yeah. of not half-assing it means we want sound. We want music. We want a mm -hmm. full cast. I, oh, I read yeah. I read the whole thing myself, and you know I think I did a fine job. I'm a professional voice actor, but that yeah. doesn't change the fact that at the end of the day, I'm a white man doing the voice of a Chinese person. That ain't right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is that's mm -hmm. just not fucking right. Okay, and what's more, I mean, I can I can sound like a woman, but shouldn't a woman get that role? Yeah, right. You know, spread the love, spread the credit, yeah. and yeah. you know, I and you know what. Like audio dramas, I I prefer uh, them to be more dramatic than like, oh yeah, uh, than like look I, books. I or someone reading off a book essentially. Um, yeah, right. You know, yeah, I want definitely. I want people to feel engaged. I want them to feel immersed. And I mean, nobody's doing this yeah. in RPGs, as far as I know. Now the problem is, like, I, I I have a shoestring budget for hiring other actors, and a lot of the good ones, you know, they they want to get paid more and I don't blame them, but that makes it hard yeah. for me to pull together a cast plus COVID plus yeah. everything else. 
And this has taken years. And John's like, yo, dude, where are we at? And I'm like, bro, I feel you. And it'll be easier the next time because I'll have this cast and we'll have this music and we'll have this sound. But we're building this from scratch. Yeah. So it's taking time and it's a huge source of pressure for me. So, John, if you listen to this, I promise, buddy, we're working on it. But like you, yeah. you can have it good and you can have it cheap, but you can't have it quick. Um, <laughs> right. but, but next time, well, you know, next time, maybe though. we can do it all. I've tried to listen to certain like books on tape, as you would call it. Uh, I don't think. Okay, so a tape is a cassette tape, and it has a filament that kind of runs between two spools inside of a. Dude, just for our younger listeners. You mean like in Fallout? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a little clunkier, but pretty close. No, uh, but like, okay, I have "On Bullshit" by Harry Frankfurt. It's this like philosophy book about bullshit which is fucking incredible and that works because it's an academic thing and the guy that wrote it read it that's fine i've read i I think i don't remember what the last like novel on tape i listened to and i couldn't fucking pay attention to it 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 was a very the the person reading was great um the book was good it was just like to a person yeah and then i heard the fucking world war z one and i was like that is the standard by which i judge every that is what i'm going for 100 percent that thing is sick oh (laughs) it's it's so fucking deserved every award it won and then some Mm -hmm. but anyway to answer your question some other writers have tried to like retcon stuff or they try to Mm -hmm. they try to introduce new stuff there's some things i okay i'm gonna bring these up and i want to i want to say on the outset a little disclaimer i don't blame them for introducing new shit I think it's awesome mm-hmm. that they're innovating and growing a setting that has to innovate and grow because if the setting is the same shit for 30 years, I mean, yeah. come on, things have to change. Right. But the introduction of the, the Sealy and Unsealy courts, I mean, I don't personally use it. Um, mm-hmm. People who want to like, <sighs> there was this one writer, they had kind of been exiled from world of darkness or something. Cause they kept trying to find ways to make vampires who are superheroes. Gross. Now I no okay hold on I do not mind if I do not mind a virtuous I do not mind a virtuous vampire sure and I don't I just think that it should be a struggle and yeah. taking away that struggle defeats the purpose of the game which has a humanity track which sometimes you know the writers will write this really fucked up shit and I'm like how is this vampire still playable Yeah Cassidy from Preacher Yeah like mm-hmm. That's how you like, do it. Like, there is a struggle. You're an undead fucking cannibal. It shouldn't be mm. easy. Yeah. Right. And the problem was they were making it easy. And you know, if if you want to if you want to create like methods for somebody to deal with that shit, that's one thing. But it's quite another if you're like redesigning it so there's an entire group of like superhero utopian mm-hmm. vampires and there's nothing wrong with them. I think <laughs> you missed the point. The and there's. There's some people who try to do that with Shadowrun and I've, I've got like, they want to have technomancer mages. And I'm like, no, those are directly oppositional things. One dude's like, I think technomancy is just another form of magic. It's not, please stop it. Well, that's a big reason why why we have different words. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big reason why I don't DM anymore. I, cause I tried a few times in the past and uh, it didn't go well because a lot of times people just want to win. Yeah. And, and I try to explain to them, uh, role-playing games aren't really about winning. Like, a lot of people just want to play D&D because they want to kill some orcs instead mm-hmm. of trying to, like, 
which is fine. I'm not knocking that, but it's the idea of like, it's more than just winning. You want to have a story. You want to experience something, you know? Well, this is, this is a great place to segue back to what you were saying before about like, um, one way to play versus another or railroads Mm -hmm. versus sandboxes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think all play styles are valid depending Mm -hmm. on if the group is into it. If you've got, if you've Mm -hmm. got, if you've got gals at the table who think chainmail bikinis are rad, go nuts. Yeah. But don't, don't be that asshole who's saying they're going, well, if you don't like chainmail bikinis, you're not really a role player. Fuck you. (laughs) Right. That's stupid. Okay. That's a gate, that gatekeeping bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, don't, I'll, I'll tell you a story. There was a table I was at and, uh, this lady was playing a paladin and she got this custom cuirass put together and it, it had big boobs. And one dude's like, mm-hmm. oh, boob plate, huh? For your big titties. And he's like, and she, and she goes, she goes, no. And she opens up the breastplate and inside there are two potion bottles where the boobs are and straws leading up to the neck. <laughs> and she's like, I can use a free action to heal myself or cast haste. And the, and this, and the, he's like, that's what you but yeah. what? And, you know, and she's like, actually, this is a terrible idea. And she gets water skins. She's like, there, they won't break. And, yeah. and you know, somebody else is like, and this one dude is just like, oh, it's like fucking uh, Wild Wild West. Now touch my breast. Ooh, that's nice. And and the oh, barbarian, uh, like, and uh, this uh, this fighter guy goes, you know what? That's very impractical. And he commissions boob plate. And this dude's going in a battle with these big steel titties. And everybody's like, oh, nice titties. He's like... Yep. Well, you know, yeah, that's one you. of the reasons. That's one of the reasons. Like, I wanted to talk to you about all this shit because I do remember one time you dealt with this asshole that was hell bent on making a mech in a uh, fantasy setting. Yeah, it was you. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking tried to ride Magitek armor in Pathfinder, and you know what, motherfucker? I gave it to you. <laughs> I found a way. Right, was it? We, we stuck a halfling in a basket on the back of a golem. It was, yeah, it was a gnome with a golem. That's right, gnome. With, with a golem, and I, I actually used the summoner class, I think it's called, to basically make your Eidolon into a mecha that you could ride. And later on, yeah. the rules had that, and I'm like, see, Sam was the <laughs> Other people Way wanted it. the curve, y'all. Wow. Innovative Way as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but yeah the if if uh, there are some games that are meant to be a sandbox you know yeah. you just here's the world do whatever you want i'll respond to it and there are other games that are a railroad the game i'm playing with ashley right now she's she told me at the outset this is going to be a pretty tight railroad dude and i'm like it's cool mm-hmm. i trust you and uh she's you know this this setting it's been pretty fucking punishing like the advancements that i've yeah. made in this requiem game come with some they come with some shit like it's Mm -hmm. anything you do that's right probably goes pretty wrong somewhere Mm -hmm. but at the same time she's like don't worry this can have a happy ending it's just gonna be a long time getting there and i said i trust you um Mm -hmm. the thing is i do want to play another game on top of this because one i love exploring other settings but two as much as i love this i do need a little hit of dopamine from succeeding yeah. And yeah. sometimes sometimes you want a setting where you do make the world a better place. Maybe you don't want yeah. to exterminate the goblins. You find out they're actually excellent carpenters. And if you just give them some focus, they find a really productive way to be members of society. Maybe you want right. to 
bust out slaves and they don't all die because of explosive collars. You actually saved them. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with winning. It's just a question mm-hmm. of, is it, is it a story well told? And is the group, including the storyteller or game master, dungeon master, whatever they're called, are they having fun telling that story? And are the players having fun contributing to that story? Because the question yeah. of what is an RPG, it's the oldest art form there is. Storytelling, myth making. Yeah. We just happen to add rules because if you've ever played with guns as a kid, it's bang, I got you. Uh uh-uh, uh, I got you first. Well, I've got a ray shield. Well, I've got a ray shield piercing bullet. Well, I've got it. Well, no, check your fucking character sheets, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's why they're just using real guns now. Oh, yeah. oh God. Yo, we'll talk about that. We're talking Ooh. about role-playing games. Why you got to make it real? Uh, <laughs> what informs the fiction? <laughs> um, no, that's that's the thing. And like, you know, like what, what, what do you got? You're making an RPG. You got these basic elements. You got your setting. You got your rule set. You got your classes. Um, Maybe. Yeah. You know, like that, that well, like what I'm saying is, is like to have that stuff in is what makes it the game. Otherwise, you're just, you know, jerking your buddies off. We need, you know, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's, again, but right, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. (laughs) But it's, it's a framework. Everything else could, I mean, like I said, like I said, it's storytelling. It can be literally whatever you want it to be, right? Well, right. the framework is yeah. dependent ba- based on the rule setting. For example, uh, mm. like Powered by the Apocalypse or Fate, they're so rules light that you might actually go, are there rules or is this just like how to tell stories? Um, General suggestion. I, yeah. yeah. Whereas there's other it's... games that have rules that are so tight and convoluted. I mean, GURPS is like filling out a tax form. <laughs> but yep. but on the other hand, you can do anything. And I mean, Fallout came from GURPS. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I actually found out recently yeah. that like when they first made Fallout, they tried to use GURPS and they came to Steve Jackson, I think, if, if that's the dude who did it. And they <laughs> were like, yo, we want to make this right. thing. Yeah, no, he was. And he was like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> and they were like, oh. The guy that made the fucking Illuminati card yep. game turned out And he was Fallout. like, this is this oh. is too dark. And they went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So they, and that's and that's how they made the it was like the the Aspigil system or something and somebody said you know that's an anagram of special and he went oh and that's where and that's oh, where the man. special system came from like if you that's played fine. the original Fallout document it's like it's a workable RPG like the first Fallout yeah. is basically yeah. a tabletop RPG that they played and then said okay what else could have happened panned it out and that's the campaign they played that's your first mm-hmm. Fallout mm-hmm. and to yeah. this day I can tell the difference. When I'm playing a video game or an RPG, I can tell which of them are table toppers and which ones aren't. Um, mm-hmm. I will buy a game, sight unseen, if it has writers who I know and I trust. Um, for right. a long time, yeah. that was uh, this one dude. I won't name names right now, partly because I can't remember yeah. all of a sudden. But this dude, <laughs> he wrote in all the stuff I loved. He he wrote in New Vegas. He wrote in Fallout 2. He wrote uh, mm-hmm. for... Um, uh, Planescape, uh, torment and stuff. You know, he, wow. he, yeah, wow. this dude can fucking write. And then it turns out he like gets underage girls drunk at cons, and then uh, I'm like, why God. every time? And I was like, how? God damn it, man! Yeah, why are all yeah. our heroes assholes? Like it turns out, like I, why is it? 
Uh, you know what? Why do we have heroes? This is true. Yeah, that's this is that's the true. first thing. Like we, you know, we were kind of raised to aspire to something because all the John Wayne momentum from World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> but like, eventually, you get to the point where you know, Platoon comes out, and suddenly, like, oh, oh shit, are we the baddies? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, suddenly, like, you know, how many times do I gotta watch the Wayne? Uh, family die in an alley. It's just because uh, he, you know, like this this whole dark hero, anti-hero, like more Batman. But why skulls, Hans? If I was a billionaire and I wasn't a psychopath, <laughs> I don't think that's I the think thing. I could do better things. You know what I mean? Yeah. At, like the very least, maybe are like, you know, fucking bankroll certain gangs. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's all kinds of shit you could do, man. Yeah, best Batman stories acknowledged. I just. Nuts. When yep. I was a kid, it was one thing. You know, I, sure. when I when I was very young, when I was eight, I was over at my cousin's house and we were playing a fun game, which was roll stones off the corrugated uh, roof on the little like wood shed. Was there a story? Yes, there were also uh, action figures set up in front mm-hmm. of me, so nice. the, the rock would roll down and you'd hit one maybe, if you were lucky. I got half a brick, and I uh, it had some masonry on it, and I, I chucked it up there, and I didn't move fast enough, and it took a chunk out of my. Right. Oh, mm. so I start walking back. His mom's screaming. She's like, "Are you okay?" And I didn't know like what was going on. So I touched my hand to my head, and it's covered in blood. Apparently, it's all running down my face and shit, and I pass out. When I come Man. to, I've got I've got a, like a bunch of stuff, like paper towels on my head, a big old ice pack, and stuff like that. And the first thing I see is the fucking Adam West Batman. Someone's getting punched, and it just cuts to the pal. <laughs> And I have always hated that show ever since <laughs> Pavlovian, man. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. I, like I didn't like Adam West until he was on Family Guy as the mayor of Quahog. <laughs> I feel I learned a lot about you just now. I've known you a while. So you can use that for a character build as a backstory for why... Um, I mean anything well well that's another thing it comes back to like the rules of RPGs you yeah. know the some some games are built around classes as you mentioned which kind of limits what you can be I have a lot of arguments because yeah. I've played games that don't have classes they have archetypes which are suggestions mm-hmm. um yeah. but say Shadowrun or World of Darkness Chronicles of Darkness GURPS you know you can yeah. build whatever the fuck you want they just pour out a tub of legos and said look as long as it fits into the setting have a ball here's here's a bunch of options and and if you don't like something you don't have to use it i catch a lot of shit for writing vampire stuff why'd you have to make vampires playable they're too powerful or they're too weak or they're too special don't fucking use it it's nobody said this isn't vampire the shadow running yeah (laughs) shadow run now with vampires you know it's not it they've been Somebody's like, why'd they add like vampires? They, I'm like, they didn't. They were in the first fucking book. Right. Yeah, and I mean, they, it, they, like, that's a classic fantasy archetype as well. So, yeah, you know, I mean, shit, people complaining about that. Cyberpunk 2020, now Cyberpunk Red or 77 or whatever. Cyberpunk 2020, uh, which, uh, as it turns out, not the future we anticipated. Um, had had these ad- advanced books. One of them is called Knight's Edge, which introduced vampires, werewolves, and psychics. Dope. And somebody right. was like, isn't that just Shadowrun? I'm like, not really. I don't see any fucking trolls like yeah. slinging, no, slinging fire no elves. 
Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's not what's up. It's just there happen to be vampires. Maybe they're mutants. Maybe they're some kind of viral warfare. Or maybe yeah, magic sort of, exists. Maybe it's some sort of genetic uh, experiment yeah. gone wrong. Yeah, it's, that's, like, you know, that's all doable. By their thinking, what we do in the shadows is the same thing as Underworld. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's that's two completely different things, you know? Yeah. And and that's okay. We're not swear wolves. We're weird. Check out TV tropes. Our vampires are different. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, and I mean, like uh, masquerade, masquerade, yeah, masquerade yes. all vampires are descended from Cain from the Bible, yeah, the biblical right. first murderer. Yeah. In Shadowrun, it's the result of uh, metamagical retrovirus, which you oh, know, yeah. who the fuck I, for that did I, ever, did I ever thank you for tracking down that book of Nod? Oh, uh, you're very welcome. Oh, shit, you have a yeah, book that, of Nod. I had, yeah, I had one years ago and I lost it and I mentioned it and dude found one and I was like, fuck! Awesome. And uh, I love if you're it. Listen- That's one of my favorite little pieces. If you're there. listening to this podcast and you're expecting and you're like, you know, straight up like, you're not going to know what we're talking about. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, if you're this deep, if you're an hour deep into this, <laughs> you're, you're still... I mean, if, any, if anything, we're telling about. you, if you're like straight sci-fi, right? Just straight cyberpunk. Go check out Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah, Mas- you will yeah. definitely find. Like, Masquerade yeah, well, was always made to be punk. Yes, yeah. the yeah. cyber is yeah. less important than the punk in my experience. If if you're yeah. if you're mm-hmm. just here for shiny yeah. and chrome, I mean, good for you. But plus, I mean, you know, in, in a certain uh, um, from a certain standpoint, you could see it like vampires as a pretty cyberpunk thing, or at least a pretty. Uh, punk thing to be up against because uh in this at least from my experience with the board game uh, or with uh vampire the masquerade it's you know it's all very uh like you're a vampire and you're ushered into this very capitalistic society uh Mm -hmm. vampires are oftentimes at the top of the food chain the corporate food chain Mm um they have a hierarchy there's a lot of bottom a lot of yeah, a lot of parallels. And, you know, especially nowadays, like, if we had fi- vampires in real life, then, you know, I mean... I mean oh, what do you mean we don't? How the fuck yo, am dog, I here? I've been... I mean, like, yo, I need one of them immortals to come give me a real quick bite, because I hate not staying up all night now that I'm almost 47 years old. Dude, <laughs> Dude I can't, I can't go in sun, and melt. I need blood, and I feel the same fucking way. Yeah, somebody's like, "So are you a vampire?" I'm like, "I'm as close as you're ever gonna meet." But that being said, if there's some cape wearing immortal motherfucker with needles for teeth, I wouldn't mind a little nibble. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying. Somebody's like, "But I got some shit I want to finish." But okay? then you, it's gonna take. Then you wouldn't be able to go in the sun. Nothing new there. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm in a basement in the summer. What the it's fuck? Like, I'm, Let's go. I'm like that. I don't even have it for four years. Yeah, I'm like that years, asshole yeah. who knows that you can get turned into a vampire in game, who buys all of the disadvantages early in the game to maximize everything mm-hmm. else, and then I get turned into a vampire, and all of that's just free. It's like mm-hmm. taking. Con- it's it, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak a little Pathfinder here. It's like taking Constitution as your dump stat, your lowest worst stat. You're weak as a kitten, but a vampire bites you. You don't have a Constitution score, and now I'm good at everything else. Plus, charisma is my new Constitution. So I was just super oh. fucking charming, which also helps explain how I got the nip. So, you know, I, I was I was I was uh, super sexy, but uh, I, I had the consumption. 
and they just couldn't bear to let me go. You know, some shit like that. I'm, 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 leaning, I'm leaning back with my hand over my forehead. If I had a handkerchief made of lace, I'd be holding it. <laughs> you know, fucking, I'm too pretty well, to it, let die. So, what was that amazing uh, fucking futuristic vampire movie with Willem Dafoe? And I think Daybreakers. Was, Daybreakers. Yeah, Daybreakers. Daybreakers. Thank you. Fuck, yeah. shit. We're gonna have to watch that. Well, those guys. Those guys went on to make uh, my favorite time travel movie. Predestination? Predestination. Oh, man, that one is fucked up, but I love it. In, it's so you good. Know, but oh. Daybreakers is fucking... I enjoyed that movie more than I thought I would. It's, yeah, I really, really liked it's it. It's good. There were parts of it that I wasn't that into, but I Yeah, it. sure. Yeah. The basic premise of them running out of real blood in the new shit's not that great. Um, yeah, if there was really resonates. If there's ever, like, a cyberpunk vampire anything you'd probably be that movie if, yeah, well if probably. you want if you want cyberpunk vampires and you don't want shadow run with all the other stuff that it brings which i understand um mm-hmm. i mean i like to play cyberpunk every once in a while i don't have to have spells um yeah but if uh, if you're looking for that there's this old video game called bloodnet yeah um Blood, oh, yeah. bloodnet is uh very hard to play the interface is just a mess but the writing right. is so cool um i am i it's funny because i posted one day who's got the rights to Bloodnet so i can buy it and just remake this shit into like a first person deus ex vampire deus ex meets vampire the masquerade bloodline because that'd be a fun Ooh, fucking nice. yeah, I, oh, I heard man. all the ooze who wouldn't play that and three major like game writers and developers that i'm friends with all tagged me in dude i've been looking for that too hey me too dude you can't uh-huh. and then and then, uh, and then i think daryl mott who he he runs the gamers tavern he's awesome he knows everything he's he's like a mentat it's awesome he yeah. he goes well let me explain to you how hard that will be because he knows everything it's like the rights to that game belong to eight different corporate entities none of Fuck. whom want to work with each other or yeah. let go of it uh, good night. and and nice. all, and if you tried to make something like it they would all sue you <laughs> oh, <God. Yeah. laughs> so so not, well, what if you yeah. got an nft word up <laughs> so that's funny like, you say that because i just needed my next question oh finish what you're saying I'm sorry. So, so they're like we're not gonna let anybody else make it but we're not gonna make it either so yeah that's that's just yeah. fuckery yeah. Well, thanks gary you know just uh <laughs> yeah so I, I had i had a i had another one question because i ended up finding out today that um and you know this but the listener might not that kickstarter is pretty much like the place to like fund a role-playing game uh, i mean it, it's one of the big ones well, and it's go on used- then i'll respond yeah yeah it, it it's been used the most at least that's what the thing i found uh article from polygon said but it's they're moving to the blockchain, the Kickstarter, <laughs> and a lot of quote moving unquote. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, a lot of creators are not happy about this. And I remember we were talking, uh, about, we were talking about briefly before we started recording about like your view, like views on technology like the blockchain and like the dumb shit we're dealing with now is kind of trying to creep into the role playing game scene. It's like, how do you? What do you think about that? Like, I, you know. <sighs> Makes me think of the uh, the freelance in that uh, in Hypnospace Outlaw, where people are just kind of like trying to make a subset of a system. It's it's a little libertarian camp. I'm the in, only uh, one who got that. Game. 
<laughs> because I'm the only other yeah. person that plays that game. Okay, well, just big shout out to uh, to the makers of Hypnospace Outlaw. That, that, that game's oh, been uh, sticking play. with it's me for a minute. Great. It is, oh, man, if you grew up in the 90s, you will, yeah. But I yeah, mean, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> What do I think of blockchain in RPGs? Yeah, it's it's kind of leaking into the business, and a lot of creators are All right. upset about it. Well, let's let's yeah. start with Kickstarter. Um, yeah, there are companies that will use Kickstarter um, basically to fund the expansion of a book. Uh, some of them, like they'll have a basic idea, and then they'll they'll launch a Kickstarter to get better artists or more material or whatever. Um, some companies, I'm not going to name names, some companies, uh, who make perfectly wonderful games, they'll basically write a book and then they'll launch a Kickstarter and they're like, look, the book's coming out, but the book can be better if you kickstart it. So if you're a role-playing game creator, and I'm also saying this for myself because I'm trying to write one, Good luck. is what would you recommend? Like, how would you do this then? Well, let me, oh, oh, did it? Yeah. Let me think about this. So, okay. Uh, all right. L- let me let me tell you what's ahead of you. Um, pay. <laughs> yeah. right, look, here's here's the thing. Nobody gets into RPGs to get rich. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, oh, well, for sure. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, We're it's, all here. It, you could say that for any writer, but I mean, if if you want to make yeah. money, you might make money on a board game, but mm. RPGs are dicey. Uh, not yeah. not to be punny, but they are. Um, they're uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't know uh, it until I said it. Uh, and I didn't realize it until a moment. Yeah, after it, said it. Like, I'm really slow on it, the draw. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I think right. dicey. I yeah. think of a chopping block. Um, so like, <laughs> RPGs are exploding right now, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Wizards yeah. of the Coast pulled in a preposterous amount of money for all that D and D stuff, and that's. Mm-hmm. partly a problem if you are making something and it's D, you could be a celebrity if you're not doing D, yeah. you're not i don't know yeah. any celebrity style people working on any other rpg and if somebody from D deigns to to point us out it's like it's like oh I thank you, senpai. I am seen, and then they move on back to D and D. Which I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna out and say it. I'm not a big fan of Five E. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I know, everybody yeah. and their grandmother is now, but I just, uh, it... yeah, you know, D and D seems to still be trading on that currency from making it through the satanic panic. It yeah, does. it's yeah, you it's... know, like it still carries a lot of that. Like, well, oh, it, the reason I stopped DMing. Like, I, there's so much. Yeah, there's so it's... much. There's so many other it's... things out there. Yeah. what was that one about the fucking scavenger, fucking union? You need to get robot that right. neck thing. Oh, I need right, right, right. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, what is it called? Salvage union. Yeah. Salvage union. Salvage yeah. union. Yeah. I need that. But see, there's a fucking RPG for every motherfucker yeah. out there, yeah. and like, there is. Absolutely. There's um, a huge indie scene, like you know, zines, everything. It's yes. the indie. Yeah. It's the indie yeah. scene that you'll find yourself in. And don't yeah. and don't no, right. don't get me wrong. Some of my favorite games are in the indie scene. Uh, some of the ones I'd like to play and haven't had a chance yet, they're in the indie scene. But you have to bear in mind, ninety nine percent of the games are the indie scene. 
I mean, even if yeah. if, if I said you want to play some some 40k, that's mm-hmm. like the RPG. That's not exactly a big thing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's not easy to find a group. No, um, it is not. Right. If if uh, if I say, hey, let's play some red markets. Are you guys familiar with this one? Never heard. Z- of it. No, red no markets is a game of economic horror. It dope. Oh, I'm in. So just, <laughs> just this. Yeah. yeah. Just yes, literally. Sir. I learned I learned reading that source book, I learned more about economic theory than I did from actual economics classes. <laughs> the uh, big, the basic go. idea go. of red markets is, and this is where Sam's gonna get turned off probably. Um red markets uses zombies as a way to make it not so depressing. <laughs> there's been there's been a zombie apocalypse. And there's like like the U.S. retreated past the Mississippi River and basically declared everybody that was left on the other side dead. Fuck. Um, yeah. They actually oh, they, they, they call it anyway. the loss, and uh, uh, and they call zombies casualties because it's, it's uh, um, yeah. Like if uh, now if you are playing the game, the idea Jesus. is that you are a taker. You are part of a crew who goes out and salvages shit in the world and sells it on the black market. The internet still exists because this tech millionaire used uh, nanotube technology to create basically like weather balloon Wi-Fi all across the world. Um, They're like solar powered and made with nano carbon nanotubes. So they're damn near indestructible. The internet is not super duper fast, but it's everywhere and it exists. Um, the government uh, doesn't want to let anybody in because it, zombies are hyper fucking contagious in this setting. Um, your mm-hmm. the the goal of your character is to stay ahead of your mental stress and your emotional breakdown, to stay on top of your needs for ammo, food, stuff like that. All of that's calculated in a very like loose cinematic fashion, but it's it's pretty grueling. Mm-hmm. You want to build your skills, which takes money. There's no XP in this game. Um, everything is an investment. And if you, if you can make enough money, you can sock it away and you can smuggle you and your emotional dependence and contacts over the border where it's safe. Uh, of course, if you just have the bare minimum to start a life over there, you're basically moving into a favela and it's going to be a new kind of shit, but we don't play that. If you make a lot of money, then you can, go over to the you can go to the other side and theoretically live in luxury and that's the goal of the game um that's the trick see you go you be a thief and you fucking pickpocket all the zombies well that's the thing the most the the new currency is uh basically any kind of id that you can find Mm. if you can if when Mm. you kill zombies you fucking get their wallet because if they've got a license Mm -hmm. licenses are a way to prove this person's dead. So the corporations yeah, and the mm-hmm. government can declare eminent domain without any legal ramification to claim their stuff when they eventually retake the West. I don't even know if I hate this. I or not. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's very, it's very low sci-fi there. There's technology in yeah, it yeah, that yeah, you'd yeah. be like, well, we don't quite have that, but I could see it happening. It's uh, but yeah, for yeah, the yeah. most part, I mean, there's no flying cars. There's, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. very rudimentary yeah, yeah. cyberware. Where you look at it and you're like, I could see that happening in ten years. That sounds all more useful yeah, than yeah, the blockchain. Yeah, yeah. There's uh there's a there's a laser rifle in one of the expansions, and they straight up say, This is a boondoggle, nobody likes it. 
It's expensive. <laughs> it's a very expensive paperweight that uses way too much energy. That's way too expensive. It breaks easily and it doesn't actually mm. hurt zombies. It just sets them on fire. So you can hope the fire kills them, but fire ain't mm. that great against zombies compared to one good bullet. So congratulations on your piece of shit that will cost money to maintain. Oh, that's another thing. You can't stockpile gear. It takes resources to maintain your gear. Overhead's mm-hmm. a thing. So, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Ashley's an accountant, so she's like, I want to fucking play this. And we're like, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> fucking line item. Um, this is giving me more anxiety than those. Yeah, that's yes, the point. Like, yeah. That's the point. The zombies yeah. are just there to give you something. But to I eat. already feel this anxiety. It's literally like I'm living now. Yeah, basically. In a lot of ways, yeah, and, except for. I mean, that's, that's the real horror is not the zombies, but the. Uh, just getting through to the next day exactly and that's why they they i mean the cover's got it's beautiful art the these dudes like fighting this horde of zombies in a bank or something and it just says red markets and at the bottom a game of economic horror not a game of zombie horror not a game of survival horror not a game not a personal storytelling horror game a game of economic horror because the real fucking scary thing is what if i go broke and they've got they got variable boom and bust rules Boom makes the game a little easier. Bust makes it harder. A lot of the bust rules are based on uh, individual belief, like like uh, uh, psychological theories of money. Like you have to choose what you spend your money on or put it in savings. Yeah. If you don't, it's gone anyway because we spend what's in our pockets when we're poor. I'm like, yep. hey, how dare you see me? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah Red Markets is an example of an indie game and I mean it's got a following but you hadn't heard of it yeah Yeah. well that's the trick too is that like how how do you even fucking squat up like one advantage that like I I guess video games would have over this is that you know you have stuff like Discord you have the ability to coordinate now in a way that you did not have except like kind of back in the BBS days but like now it's a little bit more immediate and it's a little bit easier to do it remotely. Hmm. Like video games have had it down to where, you know, I'm empty in a squad. I don't feel like talking to these fucks. So I just don't even plug in my mic and then boom, I got three, four other people that are all like, like-minded on a goal. Hmm. And we could go do that for a little bit and I don't have to deal with them. Or I can turn on the mic and make some new fucking friends, which is completely unlikely. Sure. And um, it, it's just, you know, there are so many different like this economic zombie fucking <laughs> you know that's that's like we're like kind of niche here as a podcast that's like niche in the podcast you know what i mean yeah. like i'm not i don't think i would absolutely want to play that at all that would just i'd be sitting there awake all night long <laughs> just like where did i put the fucking bullets uh, and now there's a helicopter. Maybe it's coming. In. Well, it, I think it's I think it's important to bear in mind one of the best things about RPGs is that they appeal to different needs in storytelling. Storytelling mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a therapeutic act. Um, yeah, you know we we and pardon the religious in the crowd, but we may have I'll say that in we may have invented gods for the sake of explanations in the face of the existential terror of the unknown. Um, we may have it's not comforting to think of uh, none of this matters and it's temporary. yeah yeah you know like that's yeah. not and mm-hmm. i mean and and even even I, I know a fair number of atheists who are philosophically 
very optimistic, where they say, it's not that none of this matters, it's that the context of what matters is different. You know, it's well, it's like what Shadow Link said uh, some episodes ago. He, he's like, he's like, you're not a nihilist, you're a ska nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> but if you and I'm like, you know, yeah, all right, because there's there's two ways, like I said, of looking at it. It's like, well, everything sucks and nothing matters, and then there's like, hey, everything sucks and nothing matters, and you know, there's a big difference in those two. Yes, yep. yeah. it's either what's the point of doing anything or what's the point in worrying about anything. And those yeah. are, that's a pretty yeah, you know. broad abyss to jump. Um, yeah. Who said that thing? Or like, if you worry, you die twice. I don't know, but I like it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I'm paraphrasing yeah. the fuck out of it, too. <laughs> yeah, you uh, did good. Yeah, well, uh, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. So I'll come, yeah. I'll come at you. Yeah. Uh, but well, different, different game. Yeah, don't tell the computer your real name, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Different games appeal to different kinds of stories, you know? I think that one yeah. of the appeals of D&D, and yes, there are people who be like, well, you could play any kind of game with D&D. Yeah, I guess, sure. But then again, I could play any kind of game by the same logic with any other game, so I don't know why D&D yeah. is so fucking important then. Yeah. But yeah. throwing that yeah. out, um, D&D very often is about living in a world where, I mean, and I could say this about a lot of RPGs, it's about being in a place where you could actually achieve a goal. Where you could actually make yeah, a yeah. difference. How fucking mm. sad we feel helpless in today's world more often than not. How fucking yeah. satisfying would it be if you had the strength and the resources and the opportunity to strike at the bad and do some good? Yeah, now, yeah. I mean that's that's part of why I play video games. Honestly, yeah. I mean it. Mm. There's there's it's so I remember what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because I want to keep that. I want yeah, to know what that exactly. is. Like when and, it's, and it's time to do it. You know at I mean? the end like, of the day, yeah. I oh, yeah, know yeah. people, myself included in some cases, who have been inspired to carry on when they would have stopped because they're mm -hmm. like, you know what? This is my game. This is my story. This is my character. And I'm going to fucking make that youth center happen. Yeah. I'm going to teach this kid yeah. how to read. I'm going to convict this yeah. pedophile. I'm going to do what's necessary yeah. to stop this form of evil or bring about this form of good. And in their heart, they're yeah. holding a sword up high, shining in the light, saying, ve victus. But whatever yeah. it is, it comes down to, you know, what serves you. I knew somebody who was going through an identity type thing as they were moving towards realizing that they want to transition and yeah. damn if D D didn't give them that i was i was like okay you know what they want to explore this i threw in a girdle of gender change and yeah. Yeah. boom well people people talk about the transformative you know functions of art and it's like being able to see yourself portrayed mm -hmm. in any instance however you see yourself mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like to see that put out into the world and to make it possible to, to try it on, you know, and walk around that way for yeah. a while just to see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's extremely fucking important to the human experience. Like you get a, sh you get a shot, you get one shot to do all this stuff yeah. mm -hmm. and you're not going to be able to do all of it. As sad as uh, it is, I am not someone who drives a, a large tank around. Give says. it time. It's just, well, you know, maybe, maybe if I, if I make that the big Quan later on, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll do that. Like Apex twin shit and buy a tank. No, we'll keep like, doing this podcast. Don't worry. We'll get there, man. Yeah. yeah no, that's, that's, look, the, that's the route. Fucking Patreon goal right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and it, I, that's, 
sometimes you know well sometimes the goal is escapism sometimes it's dealing with your shit you know i've known people who have like dealt with their guilt over the past and what an npc had to say to them changed them in real life i've known people who faced down stuff that they dealt with in real life where a bad guy reminded them of somebody who hurt them in real life and defeating them are are you familiar with uh phantom limb therapy I mean, I, I know what people people who've lost a limb, sometimes they feel like their hand is still clenched and they can't unclench it. So this is some years ago. They still do this. They had this dude who'd lost his hand. They they had him put his hand into a box with a mirror in it, and it was clear at the top so he could see in. And he put the, for lack of a more polite word, stump into the other side, which was covered. But when he looked in at the right angle, he had two hands again and he unclenched. He was like, clench both. They said, clench both your hands. And he did. They said, now unclench them. He unclenched it, saw it happen and felt it happen. He Hmm, got, he got his brain to let go of that pain. You need some kind of analog for your brain to clutch onto, to create this uh you know the the means for your mind to heal and grow and storytelling is a beautiful way to do it the fact that there are rules and stuff that that just you know gives license and form and function you know the boundaries determine where the fuck you are on the map otherwise it's pablum yeah Yeah, and this is it's yeah i mean you need something to push against or you don't have yeah yeah it's definitely an art form like in i guess that's more what i was trying to say is like it it's when the art form meets the business that things get a little shit. You know what I mean? <sighs> well, like yeah. that, well, capitalism yeah. fucks up everything. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So to answer, get, to get back around to your question, um, look, if you're making a new RPG, you're going up against people who have what, 30 to 50 years experience at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's very unlikely that you're going to make this smash bang hit unless it does something nobody else does, but is also something that everybody's right. wanted. Um, originality right, right, for originality's right. sake is not enough to sell something. You have to, you have no, to meet demand. Uh, this, this horrible corporate headhunter I worked for as a teenager <laughs> used to say, clash de la clenou, find a hole and fill it. And knowing him, he took that a completely different way. But the point <laughs> is, discover, discover a demand and create the supply. Um, I know plenty of people who've tried to reinvent the D&D wheel. And I mean, Pathfinder notwithstanding, I don't think any of them have really succeeded. Because if yeah. I told you about them, you wouldn't know them. Yeah. And if, if you're plugged into the scene, you wouldn't have heard of them. Uh, yeah. And there's lots of great indie games out there. Good Society is a Jane Austen RPG. I actually heard about that one. <laughs> it's delightful. Yep. It's not a <laughs> it's not a long running campaign thing. You do chapter by chapter, and at the end of every chapter, you write and then read out loud a diary entry. <laughs> and and uh, and you it. can spend you can basically spend sort of a point thing to alter the plot in some way. Um, can you make it like like Frankenstein, like the Mary Shelley story, like how she wrote it, like that? Yeah, that yeah, would be really cool. Actually. That's basically yeah. what it is. At, like I was playing some uh, jumped up military guy who's basically trying to break mm-hmm. into good society, and Ashley was playing this um, this like uptight heiress, and like we were yeah. seriously fighting, and 
I looked at Ashley. I'm like, you want to kick this up into a weird place? She goes, yeah, go for it. And I said, plot alteration. You have the hots for me. <laughs> and, and, and she just smiled that evil smile. And the next thing, she's still yeah, fighting yeah. with me, but she's like half flirting. And I'm just like, damn yeah. it, Ashley. Too far. <laughs> right, uh, right, 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 right. You know, and, and uh, then I looked at Ken. I said, you want to kick this into high gear? He's like, sure. I'm like, I have a thing for you. <laughs> he was like he was like bring it so you know and 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 you end up telling the story and it's meant to end at a certain point um sure. that's another thing you want to think about when you're designing an rpg what is the form what is the formula what is the arc what is the idea here there are some games that are designed for a one shot there are some games that are designed for long-term play most of them, I think, fall into the either-or category. For example, the Alien RPG is uh, yeah, specifically yeah. points out this can either be a cinematic experience, in which case this is a movie, it has a beginning, it has an end. Most of you are probably going to die. And there's yeah. the campaign experience, which is your characters will grow and change over time. About half of you will die. It's um, so good. If you, if you haven't checked out the Alien <laughs> RPG... It's very slick. Free uh, Free League Publishing makes a lot of cool stuff. I have they do good work. I, I like have that. to. I have to wonder if uh, if they just buy really good artwork and then build an RPG around it. <laughs> their, it feels that way sometimes. Their books. Honestly. Their books. I mean, for Tales from the Loop. It's not like they invented it. Tales from the Loop was an no, art collection. No, that's that amazing. It was, Those are so it was an art great. collection, and then they made an RPG yeah. out of it, and then it became a TV show. Um, yeah, the TV show is really yeah. good, and, and that's, uh, that's incredible and ridiculous. You know, they got they got Alien, and they're like, "Well, we better make some art for Alien." But it's not like we're lacking extant art. Um, when they right. made Symbrum, a lot of the pictures, I look at it and I go, "That's not what they're describing." And I end up, I end up mm. thinking, "Oh, did they just get a whole bunch of really good art and then build an RPG around the art?" Because I'm okay with that. I'm just curious if that's the process. Yeah, I think the only one they did in was uh, Morkborg, but I think that's because yeah. uh, somebody else did, did that one. Morkborg is like if an RPG could be a punk's leather jacket. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Morkborg. Honestly, uh, it's it's something. I mean, uh, freely yeah. freely rakes in the awards. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, I've I've won an RPG award at this point, or I should say, I participated in a book which had which won an RPG award and I happen to have written a very very big chunk of it. So nice. so I can say any award winner. Um but uh, <laughs> but I mean the if Free League has books coming out we all kind of just go oh all right. Well it's nice just to mm-hmm. be considered isn't it? Yeah. You know, you're you're either you're uh. either Free League or you're Chris Spivy. Other than that it's anybody's game. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause, laughs> when it comes to Oh, go ahead. Well, because Chris Spivy, who is just so fucking cool. I mean, he's yeah. I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I mean, just like as a dad, I look at him and go, "God damn, I want to do what you do." But um, <laughs> mm. his he he made Harlem Unbound, which is 1920s Lovecraft told from the perspective of Black Harlem. Oh, oh yeah. Which is <laughs> like, oh yeah, hell dude, yeah. reclaim that shit. I mean, it's not even reclaiming. Yeah. That's fucking claiming. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And what's more, I mean, after and then Lovecraft Country came out, and I went, "Oh, really? 
so, yeah. um, but 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 you read it and it's like you're not just getting a kick-ass rpg there's a lot of stuff about history in here and then he did haunted west yeah. which is you know it's paranormal western but it's also a lot about yeah. black cowboys which i'm if you, mm-hmm. if you grew up on westerns you're like weren't most cowboys white no about half of them were black yeah. Not that you yeah. know it. Danny Glover shows up once in a blue moon. Yeah. Beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to making role-playing games, it's largely, you know, like all other forms of art, you're probably not going to make a fucking killing, but like do anything anyway, basically, and do it respectfully. I don't know. So, I don't know yeah. a single RPG creator who didn't do it as a work of passion. Uh, if yeah. if you... It's the same thing with... Uh, with voiceover and with RPGs, not with mysticism, with, with occult work. No, you can absolutely pay your mortgage with that. Um, but with, <laughs> I'm not kidding. The corporate, Clearly. Dude, do you have any idea how much I made on the corporate contracts alone? It's insane. Huh. That's There's, hilarious. I don't expect people to believe me, but I am buying mm. there. I am paying for lunch with the money I made from the thing they don't believe in. No, so, <laughs> so I'm sitting here. Well, I'm, dude, I'm a, I'm aware of mega. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was gonna say, I've, I've known you long enough where I'm like, you know what? I believe you because I've <sighs> seen and done weird shit. I'm part of a cult, apparently. Like, I Please get it. Don't be. <laughs> but they have. It, I, I'll, I'll say this. Don't worry, don't worry. It's an ironic cult. It's so, weird. Those are the worst yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> aren't they all? I mean, yeah. they believe what they believe. I'm literally in it because, like, I'm. I'm the one investigating them, basically. Oh, Steve, that's how it starts. <laughs> and then you start, start then you start orgasming stuff. into a jar and admitting you work for the FBI and and oh, <laughs> you think I don't do that? <laughs> but uh, no, the uh, um, damn, I lost my place thinking about documentary. Now, what a fucking show! Um, <laughs> no they uh yeah their their great gardens one was oh great. god yeah. it's it, talk to ashley about that she'll just cackle and quote for an hour it's great uh <laughs> so anyway the um you 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 can't uh, the people who want to get into this industry whether it's voiceover or rpgs they say i don't want to make lots of money i just want to make a living and i just smile at them sadly oh my sweet summer child uh Ain't nobody right. making a living on this stuff. Yeah. I mean, if if you're like a line dev or you actually own the property, you might make a living. But if you're but if you're if you own the property, you had money going in. So not yeah. really a thing. Yeah. Um you have yeah. to sell preposterous amounts of stuff in a depressed economy where piracy is rampant. People steal RPG books offline like nothing okay like ne- well, uh, nothing on us and oh yeah i don't i don't know if you wanted to talk about that now but i i wanted to ask you about the uh the whole nft thing uh just to bring it yeah. back to uh more cyber perspective actually actually let me make a suggestion how about you save that for the next episode yeah i could yeah. I, well, oh, yeah. I don't have that much to say about it though i could well that's fine because we don't have a whole hell of a lot of time yeah, yeah that's fair <laughs> We just got to roll this one over real okay. quick and then we'll like see y'all in two um, days. Um, all right. Well, it, uh, where can we find you? Facebook. Um, you know, yeah. someday, someday I'll make a LinkedIn. Uh, someday I'll make a website. <laughs> <laughs> do you have like, 
do you, do you fucks with the Twitter? I have a Twitter, but mostly it just reposts what I put on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know That's what? Exactly. That's fine. Uh, so, yeah, fine. I'm on yeah. Ne- uh, at Necromancy101. There you uh, go. Basic lessons in dead arts. <laughs> the more I think about That's what's up. Life. Oh, yeah. He'll tell you how to talk into a microphone. I'll teach pretty. you how to write an RPG. I'll tell you what you're up against. He'll, he'll, but look, if, if yeah, you, wanted, you wanted an answer to the question, how do you make an RPG? I'll answer that concisely. Yeah. Somewhere in here, I will do All that. Right. You need a setting. You need yeah. a set of rules that facilitate quick gameplay while still being detailed enough to give the players what they want. Mm-hmm. You need an objective, or at least a series of suggestions of objectives. And, uh, nope, that's it. If I, if, right. I, if I open up a book, let me, let me give you a quick example. The, when I opened up Requiem First Edition, mm-hmm. I looked at the five clans of vampires and said, I don't want to be any of these guys. When I looked at the Damn five straight. covenants, I said, I'm sort of interested in that one. When I opened up the Requiem Second Edition book, I said, oh, shit, I could play any of these. And I looked at the covenant right. and I Hell said, yeah. how am I supposed to choose? You know you're on to something when everything looks exciting to play. If I look at this world and say, I wish I could be there. I see that evil empire and I'm already thinking of ways to take it down. I see those good guys and I'm saying, how do I help them? Or I see an opportunity for profit and I think, okay, so here's how I'm going to do it. Whatever the objective is of your game or the objectives in more sandbox game, And then the people that you can be and the abilities you will have to achieve those objectives, the more attractive they are, the more successful your game. If you want a good example of this, streamline down to the bones. I would look at Black Hat Productions. They make Blades in the Dark, uh, Scum and Villainy, and... um, Oh, I can't remember. No affiliation. There's another one. Um, I've never written for them. Uh, Their books... There's definitely like an end game. There's characters with the means to, prov- to achieve their goals. There's a good set of goals and there's a fascinating setting to play it in. That is all nice. you could ask for. As long as the rules make sense. I don't really get their oceans 11 flashback mechanic, but I, I, I will figure <laughs> it out. because Obviously it works. <laughs> obviously it works, but I don't get it yet. Cause I haven't played it yet, but but I look at all the classes and I go, how am I supposed to choose? I look at all the endeavors. Yeah. We could be a cult of assassins or thieves or thugs or smugglers. Those all sound fun. So. Yeah. Well, then the, the third edition comes out, but the way it comes out is like someone shows up at your door and they literally staple it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a good idea. We should try that. For if, if you're going to, if you're going <laughs> to kickstart it, just put together an attractive video and have some proof of concept. If you're, yeah, but if you want to build your resume so that people actually trust you can deliver, do some freelance writing for some other companies. If you want to do that, yeah, by, okay. yeah. If you want to do that, build a portfolio of neat stuff, network as best you can, and get to know them and sell them on your ideas. It's not okay. that different yeah. from any for other. For God's sake, for God's sake, don't do a podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thing is, though, thing is, though, I know three Shadowrun freelancers who got in because they had Shadowrun podcasts. 
Hmm. See? There you go. See? There it is. None of them got rich on it. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> no, yeah, no. I'm warning you this morning. Look, a podcast. I, I'm recording this in my Maserati. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's right. Uh, if, if, uh, or your, because your Tesla's on fire. Um, yeah. No, if, if, uh, it, it, Making a podcast about something in a community is participating in that community. That's automatic networking. Well, thank you for yeah. making me yeah. feel a little so better. So you guys, you guys are networking. Session. I mean, the more you make, and this is the thing yeah. I have to remind myself of because I have a severe effort versus reward problem long term. I just don't have spoons mm. to spare for long term. Oh, it'll pay off someday. No, I'm out of some days. I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> so. It, but if you have the time to invest that stuff, you build up a body of work, you find an audience, they binge you, and now they're fans. You know, but yeah, but nobody yeah. starts out with ten thousand fans on their first fucking episode. No, or two yeah. three seasons oh in, God. somebody's like, "I binged it last night. Can't wait for season four. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah." So you just just yeah. keep plugging, dudes. Just keep making that good shit and keep networking outward. Yeah. That's well, the plan, yeah, man. Well, yeah. Aside yeah. from that, uh, sure. buy Shadowrun yeah. and uh, <laughs> look look for yeah. my name on RP uh, uh, Drive Through RPG. I've done all kinds of stuff. I've written for Masquerade. Yeah. I've written for a couple of new RPGs that are coming out, like uh, oh, yeah. Trinity Continuum uh, uh, Anima. Ooh. I wrote the intro fic for mm. that. I'm very proud of it too. Um, you know, yeah. I, there's there's lots of stuff coming, and just gotta keep your ears open. But if any of y'all want some actual tutoring and networking, I mean, reach out to me. I'll I'll pass my email on to these guys that can put in the details or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we'll do totally. that. Hundred percent. Yeah, and you can uh, also uh, get a hold of us. We got a uh, wait. What do we got? We, we got, got a few things. We got twitters. Yes. We got the two twitters. We got the we got the his. You got the twitter which dot is, com slash neon dystopia. That is me. Hit me up on there for literally anything. Right, and we got the at uh, L0WL1F3THE, and you can hit me up there. Um, that spells no life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I should have given you copy and had to. <laughs> oh god. We also we have a Patreon, which yeah. is uh, patreon.com slash neodystopia, where you can uh, kick us a buck if you have it. Yeah. Uh, we know these shout are plague days. Don't cool. We're trying to keep it updated. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, a, shout out to, shout all out to our, 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 our patrons. And you know what? Thank you, guys. Thank you for whoever's listening to this. Yeah, right seriously. Now, so. yeah. yeah. No, exactly. I mean, That's why we're not putting that behind it. Yeah. It's so just like just, we yeah. like doing this. We like talking to you. We like hanging out with you in the Discord. Yeah. 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 Show details. Long live the new flesh. Yeah, right. and, and uh, we have a merch. And, uh, we have a merch shop. So if you have a little extra cash, you feel like uh, kicking around, it's uh, you could support us on there. Like the the stuff's really good, guys. <laughs> like I have yeah. confirmation, the stickers are so high quality. So if you ever Hell want, yeah, oh, yeah cool. so if you want t shirt, cool clothes, it's you know we're, we're going to become a fashion label, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I'm just sitting here with an old version of Photoshop, guys. Like, don't get your hopes up. This is as good as it fucking yeah. gets. It's not going to be like Designers Republic liner notes for Wipeout 2040. Now, don't worry. I'm going to put I'm going to put Low Life on like a fire axe eventually, and we're going to sell it. We're oh. just going to do something. Yeah. I mean, it sure beats putting your uh, name on a flamethrower that doesn't work. Welcome to the games, to the dice play. Oh.
Podcast.